Punchboard Media, where we all bring something to the table. Pull up a chair at punchboardmedia.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Gumbo Live. Here's your host, BJ from Board Game Gumbo. Hey, board gamers, BJ from Board Game Gumbo here, back with another episode of Gumbo Live. It's episode number 121. Gumbo Live is the number one-ish Facebook Live talk show dedicated to board gaming. Our special guest tonight, we've got Monique and Naveen from Before You Play. You may have seen them recently on Rado's Top 10 Fillers, where they just stumped Rado all the entire hour. It was an awesome episode. But Board Game Gumbo, a proud member of Punchboard Media. Hey, check out some of our other fine members like cardboarding with carla it's a blog written by carla cop she's a board game designer well known to the gumbo she's been on a million times she talks about prototyping accessibility and productivity and she also hosts a weekly game design live chat show on facebook live anybody can join in discuss the topics of the day or bring up any questions you have about publishing punchboard media where we all bring something to the table hey hit us up tonight on social media on our twitter page or on facebook at board game gumbo and we'll be looking for your questions in the chat. But look, that's enough blather. Let's get right to our special guests, Monique and Naveen. Welcome to hey. the show. Hey, thanks for having Hi. us. And Steve. Hi. What's up, Steve? Hey, hey. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, Monique and Naveen, just in case you guys were on a while back uh, before, mm-hmm. you, you had a pop-in visit with uh, Jeremy uh, Howard from Jambalaya and Man vs. Meeple. But this is the first time you guys have been on the full show. So give us the elevator pitch. Who is Monique and Naveen, and what is Before We Play? Take it away. You You want me to take it away? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, um, Okay, so Before You Play is a primarily a YouTube channel uh, featuring both myself, Monique, and um, we do full two-player playthroughs. Um, We also do some tutorial videos, uh, but lately we've been doing basically how do games play at two players. Yes, with reviews at the end. That is primarily what we do. That's what we do. And, and it started out really, uh, at least the first ones were awesome ways to teach games to gamers, mm-hmm. but really from a unique perspective, how to teach the game, right? Yes, yes. That was uh, about a year ago <laughs> that we used yeah. to do those almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then suddenly he, you know, joined the channel and wanted to play games on the channel. And then now that's like all we've been doing. Yeah, so. <laughs> I actually learned Valley of the Kings from watching your video. Oh, uh, you did? I, yeah. yeah, I got, nice, I nice. got sent a review copy. I mean, the, the game is not that hard, of course. Right. But yeah, hey, yeah, you yeah. know what? If I can have somebody teach me the game instead of having to actually read the rule book, that's right. the way to do it. Right, Steve? Right. <laughs> hey, now it's a live show. we got a bunch of people checking in. Jesse Fernandez was the first one. Thomas he, Thomas is behind the times, Steve. I mean, Jesse's been Jesse's whooping up. We haven't seen Jesse in a while, so good to see you. Our favorite fisherman, Patrick Newman from down on the Gulf Coast. Hey, what's up? Checking in with Patrick. Patrick, you got any questions tonight? Don't forget to hit us. And, of course, last week's guest, we had, we had the, the number one baseball player in the world, Baseball Highlights 2045, Philip Millman. He just destroys everybody. And he came on. And, of course, Steve, he destroyed everybody. In the, <laughs> yeah. So, hey, what's up? what's up, Philip? Always good to see you. So, if anybody has any questions from Monique and Naveen, make sure we hit them. We're talking about... Some of the things before the show about uh, the videos, you guys were on Rado's uh, channel to do top 10 fillers. Is that, a, is that a genre that's important to you guys? Oh, yes. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't tell if it's more important to me or you. I think but. it's more important to you. <laughs> okay, but just to get that right. Yeah. Uh, but we love fillers just because uh, we travel a lot, or we used to at least, and it was just an easy way to get gaming in wherever you are. Right. So, and there's so many really you had to travel for. What's that? 
there are just so many like really good fillers out there that you know uh, it's amazing what people can make in like a 20 minute experience yeah we're, we're normally in the we like longer heavier euro games and so it's nice and refreshing to have a filler that you can play in about 15 to 20 minutes and then get that much kind of a satisfaction or depth out of it as you would a longer you know more epic game yeah we could actually get Monique and Naveen to thumbs up and thumbs down, Steve, some of the chat crew's favorite fillers during the show. So, and I, I know you got to play a lot of heavy games, but I really enjoy uh, listening to the top 10. You actually mentioned a couple that I wasn't too sure about, but we'll talk about one of them tonight. One of them that's a favorite of mine, we'll talk about it later tonight. But hey, chat crew, if there's anything out there, check it in. We've got a couple of new people here. Richard Bramlett. Hey, checking in. Hey. Richard, what's up? Richmond. Mark, Mark saying, hey. What's up, hey, Mark? Mark? What's going on? Mark's our friend. <laughs> oh, hey, Mark. Thank you for watching the show tonight. And, of course, Mr. Sean checking in. Good evening, Sean. Sean, give us your uh, top ten filler. Give us one of your top fillers, man. We'll, we'll, we'll get Monique and Naveen to critique him because they have played a lot. <laughs> hey, here is uh, – <laughs> thank you, Nick. You can, you can watch the other debacle anytime oh. you want. Man. <laughs> ours, ours is a weekly debacle. <laughs> well, we're gonna, we are going to have a debate. We're going to debate the issues. What's the best? What's the best filler out there? Nick says, "Hey, he recently discovered Monique and Naveen. Love your stuff. Oh, oh, Thank you so much. That's nice. so nice. It's huh. awesome." Game designer extraordinaire Jay Bell says, "I made it. Was having some trouble. Jay plays a lot of filler games. Jay, throw out some of those filler games. We want to. We want to get some critiques. Yeah, Here's one coming up. Mr. Sean Ooh, says, Red Seven. Yeah. You guys like Paul Chuddick's classic? Yeah, like that, one, yeah. that was a. I think that was the first one that we ever picked up." Uh, technically, technically, like when we got into like, the hobby space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, I run a little board game club um, at the at the local high school, and the two games I brought right away were Red Seven and Yokai Septet. Oh, nice! Oh, nice! Yeah. Well, you know, every kid knows how to play Hearts and Spades already. So translate and Bure, Bure down here. So translating Bure into Yokai Septet was was pretty simple. And we'll talk about that game later. And the other one is I wanted them to think of a game. I wanted them to play a game where they've got to use other brain skills it's not just you know the typical uno type of game right, right. nothing wrong right. Fuji Flush. i absolutely love fuji flush there's not a lot of thinking in that game mm-hmm. red seven is different why mm-hmm. do you guys like red seven uh it constantly changes yes if i can remember everything's correctly in flux, think, yeah everything's yeah. in flux and you kind of have to think on your feet or like you have to be ready for what's coming up next kind of thing there's player elimination, but it doesn't last long. Right. No. Yeah. So no. with my little play group, the high schoolers can come in if they have to leave for band practice or they have to go to, you know, something else. They can come in, step in. Have you ever played Red 7, Steve? Yes, I have. Well, actually, you and I played together on uh, – Come Yep. Yeah, you and I yep. played together on Board Game Arena, isn't that right? She's totally got it right. The idea that it changes each time. You, you get to be alive so long as you can, you know, make it so that it favors you at the end of your play. <laughs> <laughs> says Dairy Man. Mm-hmm. That's one I don't know. So let's bring in Dar- uh, Verla. I don't know yeah. this one, Verla. What we got here? What's Dairy Man? Oh, a dice chucker. Hey. Am I muted still? Oh, you good? You hey, yeah. You know Dairy Man? Mm-hmm. It is a push your luck dice game. You are rolling dice and you are trying to get milk so that you can make ice cream and cheese and all kinds of goodies to get points. And I introduce it to so many people. It goes on sale at miniature market a lot for like six bucks. I've gifted it about 10 times. Yeah. It's awesome. And everybody loves it. I've usually gifted it to non gamers and they're like, this is the best ever. (laughs) It's very cute. And you guys have played it. We have. Yes. It has a very good like visual appeal. 
Definitely. Chat crew, I don't know if you guys can stump them. I, I really don't think you're going to We're going to try. You probably can. Uh, <laughs> also said six Nymphon Ink oh, yeah. and Gold, two right, yeah. awesome yeah. ones. Oh, yeah. what, do I, what do I call Ink and Gold, Stephen? Uh, ink can't stop. Ink can't stop. That's right. <laughs> uh, Patrick says... Christmas Vacation Twinkling Lights. Have you have you seen all these new card games that are coming out with from Funko? No, I don't know. That no, one. so I, we haven't heard of that one. They're, they're coming out right now. I think they're in stores right now. Patrick can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's like seven of them. It's everything from Gremlins to uh, to that one, Christmas Vacation, all those little movies from the 80s and 90s. And they've made oh, these, yes. They made I these little that. games. They're yeah. they're all feminine games. Really short. <laughs> they're all Elf is another one. You know Ooh. the movie Elf. Yes. yes. Gotta check That's that out. About Christmas. Yeah, it's about that movie. So is that gonna look like the Chevy Chase movie? Exactly. The oh, Chevy yeah. Chase movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that's about as close to we've you've heard of it, Dominique? Yes, I saw uh, like a picture for it. We haven't played it, but now I think we might have to. You want this to become stumping guests? Is that what you're trying to If we can do that. All right. Jay Jay always pulls out stuff when he comes in. Oh, he has some good ones. Ramen Fury. That is Ooh. not one I know. I don't know that. I've one. seen that. Okay. It's like packaged like a like a thing like of ramen. Top ramen. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. I haven't played it though, but it looks that's interesting. Silver yeah, and gold, yeah. of course. Uh, Steve, I, I that's what I like a lot. Yep. Phil Walker Harding, right? I do. I do like Phil Walker Great Harding. Thing. Yep. Uh, Copenhagen right? Oh, oh, that's the Copenhagen game from Queen Games that they've mm-hmm. turned into a roll right. Yeah, right. I'm yes, familiar. They with do that. have a roll right. I like yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to work harder. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think we can stump Monique and Navin at all. All right, Steve, I'm gonna send you back down to the chat crew and then uh, you take I'll, care of that. Sounds good. All right. So PJ from Morgan Gumbo, I've got my guests here, Monique and Navin from before you play and we were talking before is that you guys started out with teaching games and then it's kind of morphed since then what are y'all doing now well it's kind of morphed i feel like like we do a majority uh, playthroughs on our channel yeah. but the emphasis on our playthroughs is still to teach games i think that's that's pretty much something that we're always going to be focusing on i think because before we started our channel we actually used to teach games at our local convention so that's where this whole, you know, passion for getting out into the media world even came about. Right. And y'all so, are on the West Coast, right? We are. Yes, yeah, we're in California. Yep. Mm-hmm. California. Okay. So what, what is your local con? Uh, it's called... Strategicon. Uh, yeah. Oh, Strategicon. Yeah. yeah. So it happens uh, three times a year. Once is during President's Day weekend, uh, Memorial Day weekend, and then Labor Day weekend. And mm-hmm. so we're we're approaching about a year of without it. No con. Yeah. <laughs> we're spoiled. We get it three times a year. Yeah. So so for us to even go like one time without it is such a sad time. But Early, you're on the west coast, but that's too far. Is strategic on too far for you? Um what city? It's in Los Angeles. It's, yeah, it's, it's right like, by the airport. Okay. By LAX. Okay. I could pop down, catch Where a flight. I'm in Medford, Oregon. Okay. Oh, okay. So I'm pretty close. Probably not to drive, but there's probably two flights, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Probably Someday when we have cons again. One yes. Day. One day. All right. We've got a we couple other uh, other ideas here. Point oh, salad, salad, I'm assuming yeah. you guys have played from AG. Yeah, yep. yeah Mr. Sean. They do know that one. So that, that would be <laughs> this one I've heard of, but I've ever I've not actually played. Anomia, Nick Elkins, uh, a filler. I think he got us. No, I've heard of Anomia. Oh, okay. I just can you do you remember how it's played? Because now I'm give thinking, it, I've yeah. Give it. us a, give us a quick uh, quick shot about that. 
Does this help you out? Steve says his daughter loves it. Does that, does that help? <laughs> That's so cute. No, is but that well, a, game you, a game like you talked about with Rado. Oh. Probably so. That sounds sort of familiar. I, I know the name and that's it. I know nothing about it. But Nick actually taught me the Cabo was your number one game. Well, mm-hmm. I just, oh shoot, I spoiled the video. <laughs> was your number one game. And I know it, of course, is the silver series. And okay. that's yep. uh, what Nick taught me at BGG. So and now I've got all the silvers. I don't have the the brand new dagger one. Dagger, but, yeah. Uh, I absolutely you you everything you said about Cabo applies to silver. It's absolutely fantastic. My scouts love it. They love playing it. They love the fact that there's bluffing in it. And yes. there's a little bit of memory, and they're better than that than the old Scoutmasters. So they know they can beat that. Which one's your favorite version? Uh, so far, uh, man. So b- far, bullet's chaotic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Coin has the coolest, weirdest powers. And so, so far, I'm enjoying Coin because it really, they're, 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 there's a lot of interaction between all of the different cards. I've looked at the rules for Dagger and looked at some of the cards, and I haven't played it yet, but I think Dagger is going to be my favorite okay. because nice. it's almost like a, it's almost they like kind of went back toward the first series yet still having some cool powers. So, oh, good. good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Coin That's is, awesome. Bullet, as you said, chaotic, but yeah. Coin is really, really interactive. I mean, all the cards seem to do stuff together. So, right, right, right. So, Sean's got one that we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago. Have you guys played the Great Barry Reef from uh, Travel Buddy Games? I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it, and we haven't played it. But I've yeah. only we've only heard of it. Very yeah. cool little thinking, uh, little thinking game. Wow, man, Mark's giving you. It's almost like he knows you. He says that he's so good at teaching games. <laughs> thanks, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Oh, here's a candidate. Lattice Hawaii. I've never is that heard a real, is that a real that. game, Jay? Or are you pulling our legs? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of that one. No, I don't know that one. Lattice, Lattice Hawaii. I'm gonna write that down. That Mark says e- ecosystem. Oh, okay. Mm. I haven't heard of that one either. Is that a mm. new one? Yeah, I've heard of that one. Mark will have to tell us. So Nick says you flip over cards in Anomia with a category and a symbol on them. If two of them match, then you have to say an example of the category. Oh my gosh, oh, yes. Yeah. When, you have a, when you have a word on your uh, tongue and you just can't think of that word, that's right. where I've heard of it before. But that I've game is so hard. It. I played it once. I don't know if you're familiar with um, Eric Yurko. He's What's Eric Playing? He does like written yeah, reviews. Yeah, sure. I played it yeah. with him, and he completely destroyed everybody. <laughs> so don't ever play that game with him. <laughs> Eric's but, good with all little small games, man. He's very good with those. We're, we're fellow Punchboard Media. Yeah, he's on Punchboard Media. Oh, we, yeah, that's, we, right, that's, we, right, that's right, that's We hang out at Gen Con, so that's usually where I see him because I, I, he's, he's on the West Coast, so I don't get to see him more often mm-hmm. than that. Yeah. Uh, Jay says he wants to try out Silver Dagger. And Nick, Nick says, here's an example. I might have ice cream flavor. And you have insect with a symbol that matches. So oh. what you're, you know, you're, it's using two sides of your brain, right? Yeah. yeah. It's hard. I can see why your daughter might be very good at that. Uh, there's just some people who are very good at it. And, you know, some people where it's harder. I can't think of it, but I heard of a game that's either coming out or is already out where it's from a Scorpion Masque. And it's where, where one person has given you clues of one type, asking you trivia type questions like, yeah, what, they're what's, dice. what's the next oh. number, four, five, six, what's the next number after that? Which sounds simple, right? right. But the yeah. other person is making you do something with your hands, maybe, right. or other kind of thing. So you have to keep flipping these, you know, and doing yeah. these answers, but it's using two different sides of your brain. Oh, at the same time. I, gotta feel I have heard of that game. That's yeah. where I'd love to watch people play. I don't want to yeah. play it. Right, <laughs> right. 
because you know you know the silliest things it's gonna be like you know what's what's a one color of the rainbow and you're like six six <laughs> <laughs> you just oh can't my god that'd be so uh, you know here's a game steve's been talking about a long time i've never got to play have y'all played limes no you know i always see the box and like i i want to explore this game but i don't know anything about it i never heard of it i don't either i'm gonna write that down limes all right check if you want 10 or 20 actually with the rado's choices if you want 20 awesome amazing filler games check out that video monique and Naveen have top 10 filler games it's gonna be a lot of fun did you have more game go i've got my guests here monique and Naveen from before you play and we're talking spicy hot games. And one of those games is a game. Here's why I wanted to talk about it. I followed Ryan Courtney's page on Pipeline. I, you know, I do oil and gas work down here in the South. And so I'm following the page. Then when I saw the end result, it was a little bit different than what I was thinking of. But this game looks really interesting. Curious Cargo from Capstone Games. You guys have played it, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, give us an elevator pitch. What is it all about? And, and there's two of you all on the screen. So I'm, 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 <laughs> we're over here. Yeah. Sorry, frozen. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a two-player only. Mm-hmm. So it, it is. if you've played Pipeline before, you'll, you'll recognize the pipe tiles because it makes use of the similar uh, pipe system, except the, the difference is this is a 30-minute experience. It's a two-player only game where yeah. you're pushing cargo back and forth. And you're trying to meet, I, I believe there are like two or three ending game objectives, mm-hmm. and you're trying to beat the person out, you know, before they beat you. Right. And it's interesting because you are both uh, shipping and receiving cargo. So as soon as the uh, opposing player ships cargo to you, you are trying to receive it as well. Exactly. Um, so there's kind of this circular pickup and delivery kind, of, kind yeah. of thing going on. So my cargo ships out if Monique can build up a network of receiving pipes then she can also score points uh, via the reception of, of these different cargo. Yes. Uh, and if you, yeah, if you notice that the pipe tiles only have two colors on them, and that's because right. they are really hard <laughs> yeah. to make work. Like, that, that is the game, I yep. would say. Uh, a big part of the game is obviously trying to configure the trucks because there are trucks that you have to put out in order to pick up and deliver the, this cargo. But the real, like, hard part is configuring those pipes. And they're, they're not technically pipes. I think they're technically conveyor belts. Yeah, I think so. Um, but they don't ever work out the way that you want them to. Like, you want the, the conveyor belt to go this way, and it's going to go this way. Right. So in this game, that's different from Pipeline, is you can actually overbuild on those tiles. So you have to have an eye for that sort of thing, like yes. being able to uh, reroute your pipes. When you say overbuild, so. you're hanging off the edges? So you actually or? have... Technically, you can hang off the edge because you have these. Uh, I forgot what they're called now. They're called. Uh, uh, they have you have these like square tiles to yeah. begin with that you can kind of put under the hanging over scaffold. part of it. It's a scaffold. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, you literally put a pipe tile and you put it over a pre-existing one, making whatever is it's yeah. covering null and void. You, you know how in most games, like the rule is okay if this if, if it's a two-piece tile, then one has to be showing. This one you can literally block out and just completely cover up it doesn't have to be you know like one of these kind uh-huh. of situations yeah so, you're, you're con- constantly rerouting yeah. your routes yeah that's the hard part dean says he loves pipeline dean uh, from uh, people town i really want to play hey. curious cargo yeah dean the, i'm the same way i i wanted to play pipeline and then i saw the play time and i saw the complexity and i don't i don't mind complex games hopefully we'll talk about some of those tonight but this kind of drills down some of the fun aspects of pipeline 
Yeah, it takes a part, a big part of pipeline and makes it into its own separate game. Yeah. It's it's nice because it's like such a short, in, intense experience. Like you are engaged the whole time and you you're are, like yeah. trying to figure out a way to get there before your opponent does. But it's very different because pipeline is an economic game. And it's all right. about like how much can I spend to get most you know bang for my buck. You're min-maxing in pipeline a lot. Yeah, lock. you're constantly yeah. trying to find out how can I make money. And in this game, you're not doing that at all. There's no currency. That's, that's right up uh, Philip Millman's alley. So I'd love to hear what he if he's played pipeline or not. Verla, are you familiar with pipeline or I've or seen pictures one? of it, but I have not played it. Haven't I heard followed much the development on Facebook from the start. Where Ryan had a little Facebook page as he was developing it, and man, it, it's. The, this guy has some unique parts to his design. Yeah. Really, really thinky in terms of those tiles. But the tile aspect and the economic aspect together seems like a brain melt. So, yeah. so maybe yeah. this Curious Cargo might be the better version for me. Pipeline is really hard. It's really hard. And he, um, like we've been speaking to Ryan Courtney about what he's working on, and he's actually coming out with an expansion for Pipeline that makes it even yeah. harder. Oh, and boy. it's coming out in like December-ish. So if there's anybody out there who wants Pipeline to be harder, <laughs> Your wow. pitch is going to be granted. Super yeah. brain melt. And that is Curious Cargo from Capstone Games. Playtime, you said, about 30 About 30 minutes. minutes. 30 minutes. It really is, is yeah. quick. If everybody knows, or like if both players know how to play. Yeah, and the rule set is actually pretty simple. Yeah, you know. it's yeah. not it's not a complicated game. It's just hard to figure yeah. out, I guess, initially. Mm -hmm. And for people who kind of play it over and over again, who are looking for a variability, uh, it does come with, if you flip over the conveyor belt tiles, there are three colors on the opposite side, so you can make a harder game in the future. So oh, nice. this is a game that can stick around for a while. Verlo, mm -hmm. what do you think? I'm going to check it out, yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> and that's from Capstone Games, Curious Cargo coming out. It's already out? Uh, I, think I think that it's releasing a, very soon. They did a pre-order, and I think it's now they're what fulfilling those September? orders. Yeah, yeah, I think they're fulfilling in next month, I would say. Okay. Mm -hmm. BJ from Morgan Gumbo, I've got my guests Monique and Naveen from Before You Play, and we're talking spicy hot games. Well, maybe not always spicy hot as in recent, just spicy hot as the way they like to play. And one of those is a game that I love playing with my little board game club, my little high school people, Yokai Septet. And I found out, I thought I was the only one that knows this game, and then I found out you're big fans of Ninja Star. Yes, I think they're local. I think that's probably part of the reason why we knew about them they they go to all of the strategic cotton conventions you've run into like, dan from uh, ninja yeah, Star. Yeah, yeah dan demoed yokai septa to us at the convention when he first released it and who, we played it with him we were it? like we have to have it <laughs> yeah who knows it who can give us the elevator pitch what is yokai septa uh, i can do it yeah so it is a uh three or four player only trick-taking game obviously mm -hmm. the most trick-taking games it requires at least three players right. Uh, right in this game it is if you play three players it's every person for themselves if you play it four player it's 2v2 with limited communication with you and your partner mm -hmm. and basically in this game there are seven suits and the only thing that's common in each suit is that the number seven is present. So every single suit is staggered from one to seven, then the next one is two to eight, mm -hmm. three to nine. And ultimately what you're trying to do is win tricks with the seven in it. Because mm -hmm. in a in a team game, I think you wanna win four, four of, the, of the seven sevens. But the trick is if you win seven tricks, Without meeting your, exactly without meeting your goal of getting those sevens, then you lose. Mm -hmm. So the game is very interesting in that you can be losing tricks by making your opponents win tricks, but if they're not winning the correct tricks, <laughs> then they lose. I hope that makes 
makes sense. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and also fun. because of the stri- uh, because of the. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Berlin. Oh, I just said that sounds fun. Yeah, and the, uh, the the strange things the way that he talked about those cascading uh, sevens where they start out as the strongest one of right, the yeah. maybe it's the blue I, I can't remember what it's color the, the green one. The green one, the green and then one. blue I think is the strongest. Uh, mm-hmm. seven is, the, is the strongest one. I forget how it works, but you know it'll go from the weakest to the strongest, and it's sliding around in there. And you have to, you're, you do have to kind of card count. You have to kind of remember who's got the sevens. I've played it with three players, good, but playing with four players where you have partners, yeah. and yeah, you're tr- and you're just <laughs> trying to figure out what your partner has and how strong how strong they are because you don't want to you don't want to both be so strong that right. you're going to shoot the moon and win seven because the other two partners are laughing all the way to the bank oh we've got right. we've got terrible hands we're gonna we're gonna win this for sure which furla sounds i mean it sounds counterintuitive I, we have does. terrible hands right. we're gonna win right but the, yeah. the the thing i think that we didn't talk about is the fact that at the start of the game like any typical trick taker except for bure you actually pass part of your hand to your, to your left mm-hmm. it's not your partner though Right, right. Your partners across from you. If I remember right, in a four-player game, I think you do pass to your partner. Oh, you pass into the partner. Yeah. No, in you're a three-player, right. you pass. In a yeah. three-player, you pass. Okay. Yeah, this way. Mm-hmm. In a four-player, you pass your partner because that's the only communication that you have with them, right. essentially. Okay. Sounds like a tricky game. Yes, Jesse. I love trick takers, and I love partnership type trick takers. We played a lot of hearts and spades when we were in class at uh, LSUE many, many years ago in the summer. And this is one of those that I wish I had back there because I just love that, that mechanic where you're trying to, you're trying to stay in the middle of the tricks to get the points. I mean, you want to, you, you got to get to four so that you have more points than the other person. But after that, once, once you get to the four and five, then it's, oh, then you're trying to <laughs> tap on the brakes as best you can. Exactly. Yeah. And that staggering of suits makes it really hard to card count. Are you seeing your guy set it in the, in the wild? I know. I know that Dan has it available in the states now. He, he, it was an import from another company. I don't no, see I don't it know. in yeah. game stores. I haven't. No, to answer your question, I wish I. I wish I did. It's it's so fun, but I, I haven't. We haven't seen it too much. Yeah, there you yeah, go. That no. is the staggering of suits. That's it. So you might play like a, a eight of the blue and think, "Wow, this seems like a medium high number." When really, it's the lowest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One mm-hmm. of the lowest numbers of its suit. So. Now, typically, because the high school players are rotating in and out every week, we typically just play the basic rules where it's just winner scores a point. But as you can see, I have the advanced scoring rules where each of the different tricks become different weighted values. So winning that green seven mm, is not really as right. great as winning that blue. Right. But the problem is in the blue, the seven is the weakest card. So it's it's a it's a strange dynamic, especially yeah. since if I remember right, the green suit has kind of the super trump card. Super trump, the, yeah. The a card, oh, the right? A, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Dean, Dean, well, yeah, you could get ugly Christmas sweater. I know that you're going to do that. But you ought to check out uh, if you, if you can play with partners, you can uh, check out Yokai Septet from uh, um, Ninja, Star, Ninja Star, Star Game. Yep. Yeah. Pull. Oh, almost almost forgot it there. All right. <laughs> PJ from Good Game Couple, I've got my guests here, Monique and Naveen. We're rolling through some of the spicy hot games that we've all played. And one of those is a game I got to play with Alex Goldsmith. Uh, I've only played it once, though. So I'm kind of fuzzy on the rules, which is pretty typical for games. <laughs> but tell us, Monique and Naveen, tell me about hats. Cool-looking game with some strange art, but a, a unique premise. Hats is, a, is an interesting game. This is a game for 
Two to four. Two to four. Yep. Two to four players. And in a four-player four game, you play in pairs as well, just like in Yokai. Uh, but the theme is centered around uh, Alice in Wonderland, like at the table where you're having tea. But it's a very oh, sure. theme. You're, sure. you're really trying to curate a collection of hats, and each uh, different suit is like a type of hat. And so over the course of the game, you're playing cards to this like this like a uh, board tableau thing in the middle. It's like the table. The table, yeah. And as you can party. see, each card slot has like a certain specified uh, number value. And so that at the end of the round, that's supposed to tell you how many points each suit is worth. And this in, in this example, there's like three uh, areas where there are pink cards. And so in this example, the pink would only be worth one point because if there are duplicates, then it's just a lower numbered amount of points. But the thing is, over the course of the game, you're replacing cards with the cards that are on that table. So the values are constantly changing. And so the rules for replacing those cards are it has to be either the same color or your card has to be a higher number than the one that's already on the table. So you're doing that, and you're basically playing out your hand of how many how many cards is it? Like eight? Uh, eight yeah. Yeah, eight cards. And at the end of it the round... Quick playing. Right? Very quick, yeah. Yeah, very quick. quick playing. Yeah, it, it's very quick if everybody kind of moves, but it's very thinky. It's like... You, you want to try to figure out what you want to do before the game even starts, or else you'll just have, like, no direction. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. It's really Bola, have you hard. played this one, or have you seen this I one? I tried that out at Essen. Um, the person teaching it, English wasn't their first language, and so uh -huh. there was some disconnects there, and I really struggled to figure out what was going on, but I have totally wanted to try it again. I haven't really seen it out in the wild here, though, and I didn't get it like I should have when I was there. <laughs> If I remember right, it's got that replace a card a mechanic, sort of like a Lost Cities. And when you're placing those cards, that even though it's just a what seems like kind of a binary decision, am I place it here or not, or move it here or not, it, it creates all those things in your head. Like, what's it, what else is coming out? What mm -hmm. what points am I real? What's my real goal in the next couple of uh, you know next couple of places? So, I. I didn't find it. I'm not saying it's brain melting, but I, I did find a good mental challenge as we played this game. Hats, surprisingly, had a lot of uh, depth to it. Yeah, yeah you're, you're constantly thinking, okay, I'm putting this out here to get points. How do I defend that card? How do I make sure it gets points later on? Do I have the capacity to even do that? And so that's where the game gets really, really interesting, especially in a team game. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. you can set something up and then your teammate can just undo what you did and you're like, oh, Because you can't talk. No, you yeah, yeah, why you're not reading yeah. my hints. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, you also have a favorite hat card that you're trying to be like mindful of that you're going to have left over at the end of the round. So you want oh, I that. Remember that. Yeah. So the way that that works is whatever card you had left over at the end of the round, you look at the suit and you add up the sum of, the, of that suit that you've collected in your scoring pile. And you subtract the value that's in your hand right. from that. Exactly. So you could potentially have minus points if you don't play your cards right. And apparently you would get a, uh, a cookie. I don't remember that part. I of remember game. a cookie at the end. Yeah. Whoever has collected that. the most unique colors gets the cookie, which is uh, an extra five points. That's a lot of points. Yeah. Naveen always gets the cookie. <laughs> like his only goal in this game. <laughs> yeah, and I do like the fact that you're moving the goals as to what each of those – is it the colored suits, right? The, 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 or is it the numbers that are worth different ones that can move up and down? It's the – at the, the end of the game, it's the colored the suits. The colors, yeah. Colors, yeah. 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 So it's – in that in that game we were talking about with the great uh, coral reef game, the great barrier reef game, it has the same similar mechanic where as you're placing cards down on your tableau, you're affecting what each of the different point scoring was. But instead of being colors, it's more in terms of of shapes, like you know four in a row or three in a row or diagonal or thing like that. And and that mechanic of 
knowing that if I'm going to go all in on this, this one way of winning, I'm just telegraphing to my opponent. That's what my whole strategy is. You got to be careful with that, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's interesting. We got to check that out. (laughs) Patrick says this sounds similar to Star Realms. No. Unless he's uh, talking about race. Unless he's talking about a different different? game. Yeah, 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 they're pretty different. That one's a deck builder, uh, Star Realms. And Dylan says Festival of a Thousand Cats, another trick-taking game. I've heard of it. I I don't know anything about it. I haven't heard of it. I've seen that box cover, I think. But yeah. we haven't played it. But now we must. Jamie now. Wallace is throwing out bites. Now bites I've heard of, but again, I don't I don't know a lot about that one. We haven't Anybody played that, yeah, that one. They, they stumped us three in a row. Yeah. Man, they're they're getting us here. Wow. Mm, that's that's a lot of them. And the last one, of course, is one I have heard of, and it's not a it's not a, a I don't know if you well, well actually let me ask you. Do you consider Mercado de Lisboa uh not a filler game. Well, maybe a filler game for Vital Assert. Yes. But, uh, I would say that's like a we call we call them super fillers, yeah. where it's like if if the rule set is simple enough and it plays quickly enough that but it doesn't play in like that twenty to thirty minute window. We mm-hmm. push it to thirty. People push, oh, say like fillers are twenty minutes. Uh, so I would say that one plays in maybe like forty five minutes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. If you have a set of four players, maybe longer. My definition is easy. If I can play a game a number of times, two or three times in one hour, then it's a filler. Steve has a good word for it. He calls them tapas games. Those little okay. bite-sized oh, games. So that in one, one hour, you can play two or three little games, right? Uh-huh. Or like for sale or, or can't stop, you could play two or three times back to back to back in one hour. Then that's a tapas game or a okay. filler game. And this is not a tapas game. Yeah. <laughs> you won't play it again. It's, yeah. it's yeah, so brain burning. You may want to play it again, but you're probably ready to move on to something smaller or bigger after this. Yeah, weekend. probably. Mr. Sean wants to know, would you consider Race for the Galaxy a filler? I would say Jump Drive, yes. I wouldn't consider Race or Roll, though, fillers, though. What do you think? He says he could play it in under 30 minutes with four or less players. Wow, Mr. Sean, you're pretty wow. quick, man. Yeah. Uh, we haven't played either Race or Roll. Race yeah. for the Galaxy is on our shelf of shame at the moment. <laughs> shelf but, of opportunity. Uh, opportunity, yeah. That's true. But I agree, Jump Drive is probably the filler version. Totally. All right, so, so back to the game we were talking about, of course, hats. What's the thematic nature of the chocolate chip cookie? Dean wants to know. I'm assuming that goes back to the, the big tea party in <laughs> yeah. the Alice in Wonderland cartoon. Yeah, definitely. It's on, yeah. like, uh, if you turn the scoreboard over, it's a napkin. And so you're supposed to put the cookie on that napkin. Mm. So I'm assuming it's, like, the treat that you would serve <laughs> with your tea. Yeah. It's a really nice sure. cookie. <laughs> they, they like, an- went all in for that cookie. Sure. Steve says the Mercado is not a filler. It's a fuller. <laughs> yes. I like that. <laughs> All right. Patrick is stumping us here. I don't know this. I don't know the name. I don't know anything about it. Verla, what is oh, Ringmaster? Welcome to the big top. No clue. Yeah. <laughs> Ring, oh, sounds like a circus game. I think I Patrick's the big winner on this one. He yeah. stumped us with two or three. <laughs> BJ Morgan Gumbo, I've got my guest here, Monique and Naveen. We're talking spicy hot games. One of them is not technically a board game, but to me, it plays like a board game. Have you guys played Among Us yet? Yes, <laughs> oh my gosh. Have. I've been playing it nonstop for the past 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Tell us what Among Us is. Around the world. It's a social deduction. I guess it's like a, it's a video game. Yep. You can play on your phone or you can play on Steam on your computer. And essentially, you're in like a space station. And you're, everybody is trying to work together to fix the space station, to repair, doing tasks all around. Um, but one or, or three people are imposters. 
and they are actually going around killing people, sabotaging, sabotaging. Yeah. But look, yeah, not Doctor Gumbo. Look, Doctor Gumbo is working on a task. <laughs> oh, Doctor Gumbo's he, friend. <laughs> he's not a traitor. Look, he's just working on a task. I'm not a traitor. I'm just I'm part of the crew, right? <laughs> look at that cute little pet I've got. Come on, <laughs> very cute. Oh my gosh, Doctor Gumbo. So, and you're trying to Okay, so I'm playing on my phone and the phone is free and everybody else was playing on Steam. So I ended up uh bad decisions were made. I ended up with two pets. <laughs> I bought the two little I don't know why. You know, I was, you get knocked out of the game and you're not out for very long. I mean, our games are never really lasting more than five or 10 minutes, right? I don't, I don't know about y'all, but yep. uh, yeah, they're pretty bad. we had one epic game where we had a new player that we didn't know that well. And we forgot to tell them that if, if you get knocked out, by the way, Vero, you're not really eliminated. You're still a ghost and you're playing with the crew. Okay. And you're trying to, you can still win with the crew if you can fix the ship before the, it's not traitors. It's, um, what are they called? Imposter. Imposter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before the imposter actually, uh, you know, before the imposter uh, destroys the ship or whatever, whatever it is, whatever it kills everybody. Yeah. You can still win if you can complete all your tasks. So, okay. But, you know, the, the one way to learn how to, to who's who and who's not who, a lot of times me being a slower player, I've lost, especially playing on my phone. I just don't like moving the, the pieces around on the phone, but I've got an iMac and it doesn't work for the Mac right now. But I, I move it around. So I liked everybody to distinguish themselves as much as possible. And our players are so devious. They've got pink shirts with white hats and white, you know, white shirts with pink hats. So when somebody zooms past you and, the, and you see a murder somebody, I'm yelling that it was the person in pink. And they're like, well, there's two people. In pink. <laughs> Have they ever named themselves a color? Because that's really confusing. Oh, yeah, because we do do that a lot. We say pink, pink, red, red, white. Oh, yeah. that's so, oh, name yourself a different color a than what you are. There. They're named a different color. And then now, like, when you're in those meetings where you have to discuss, they're like, oh, it's red, but yeah. it's red. <laughs> Who's red? Yeah. Here's why I wanted to bring it up, too. Why, why, why is it taking the board game world by storm? I mean, so many people in board games are playing it. Why do you think that's happening? I feel like it, it encapsulates a lot of why people enjoy playing board games to begin with. And, like, right now, while everybody can't meet, mm-hmm. it's so easy to just, like, open up your phone and just here's my code, let's start a room, we can get playing in five minutes. Yep. And it's like the reason why people like social deduction games in general. It's, I feel like it just kind of embodies that spirit. That's yep. how I feel anyway. Naveen, we typically don't like player uh, elimination, though. How, how did they successfully get away from that in this game? Well, so I don't think we, we said basically that the, the good guys in the game, they have to repair the ship or identify who the imposter is. So when yes, you're eliminated, you come back as a ghost. So you're still doing things and you can actually move through walls now as a ghost and you can go complete tasks even faster with no repercussions. You don't have to worry about getting killed a second time. Yeah. And so basically you're going, you're completing your tasks and then you're kind of seeing the whole process unfold in front of you. So you're like, oh my gosh, that's the other imposter. You can watch them murder. (laughs) Watch them murder and pillage and whatever they're doing. you're like, oh my God, I can't leave. They can't. They're not looking at this body. But as a ghost, ghost, you have limited ability to communicate with your teammates. You can only communicate with the other ghosts now. Yes. So you can't just be like, hey, I was killed by Monique. So uh, everybody, it's Monique. Yeah. So there's that kind of like wall and then you're basically kind of rooting for your team. Like, come on, come on, get that guy. And it's so fast. So I had one where I completed all the tasks. So I basically walked around and I couldn't figure out who the other uh, imposter was. I knew one of them. 
because it, they throat punched me, but I know who the other <laughs> one was. So I just, I followed everybody around trying to see who was, I was, you know, I was really involved, even though I was technically out of the game. But like I said, you're not really out. You're still in, you're still working on your task yeah, and everything. Among us, we have been addicted to it. We played it two nights in a row till all hours of the night, just a lot of fun. Now, when we played it the, in the last, uh, so that was Monday night. When we played it Monday night, we did a little bit differently. Normally, we're playing it on Discord, so everybody can talk. Now, the rules of the game say when the game is live, no one's talking. You're mm-hmm. just doing your tasks, and that way you're not giving away like we've done accidentally. Oh, ooh, I got killed. No, you're not supposed to do this. <laughs> and then the debate starts whenever a meeting is called or a body is found. Right. But we changed it up. In the last game on Monday night, you know, some people are there's a there's an inherent disadvantage if you're not good at making up lies, you know, on the spot, right? Yeah. Or, or you have trouble being confronted by people, or even confronting people. Some people don't like that confrontation. So we did the game Monday night strictly by the game, the in-game chat. Have you done it that way yet? I have uh, mainly because I like playing with people around the world. Like you can go online Ooh. and just like play, and I'll go into like. Because I'm learning Spanish, I'll go into like the Spanish channel or like Filipino mm. and play with them. But uh, yeah, I it's hard on the phone because of the text aspect to it. Like people on the computer are just so quick, and then they think that you're the imposter. You don't respond <laughs> right away. But so, I, I am not very good as the imposter live. You know, pe- pe- I just I don't. Sometimes my <laughs> alibis, do, you know, they get messed up. But if you give me a second to think about it, you know, <laughs> yeah, and I can type sense. it in, I'm a little more devious. So. I recommend even for look the one of the players that played with us hates social deduction games. I mean BSG, we love Battlestar Galactica, can't stand it, and he has enjoyed playing this. His wife has enjoyed playing this, and neither one of them are social deduction. They don't play mafia, they don't play any of those other games. So I'll tell you, so far I really uh, I, I really like this among us. I got to admit they've done a good job with that one. So how many yeah. players does it go to? Ten. Well, you have a room of ten. Oh, wow. Yeah, 10. Yeah. When you get that high, I've only played with two imposters, but Monique, you said you could play up to three. Can do right? three. Yeah, that's, that seems really hard. Yeah. <laughs> but Interesting. It's possible. I mean, if, you, if you've explored like the third map, that lava map, that map is really hard. It's huge. So I can't imagine playing it with less than 10. You know? We played it with five or six, and boy, the, 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 the pathways are tight in some areas and then wide open in other areas, yeah. but you don't have any real safe zones like the cafeteria. You know what I mean? Where, <laughs> the cafeteria is big enough to where everybody can see what's going on. So it's yeah. harder to murder people. Yeah. Don't ever That's go true. in the med bay people, by the way, don't ever uh, go in the med bay. <laughs> I you're going to get knifed. <laughs> you're going to get knifed while you're body scanning yeah. and you can't fake it as the imposter. Right. Yeah. But you, you get knifed and no one finds your body for minutes and minutes and then, by that time, they're going, oh, I think it was Pink because they were the closest one. And yeah. Pink was just happened to walk by. Yeah. It had nothing to do with it. Where is your favorite place to, uh, to murder <laughs> in this game? You know, I, I'm, I'm a traditionalist, man. I, I jump in the vent and just oh. pop it right out of the vent. Right oh, out of the vent. Clever. And I, it, my heart's racing because you, <laughs> you have to be quick. You got to pop out, take him down, pop back in the vent before anybody else sees yep. you. And sometimes it doesn't work. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah. people walk in the room and you go, 
So the first time, I, don't know, I don't I don't know where that body came from. The first time <laughs> and you're we, trying to hit report. <laughs> the first time we ever played, Monique didn't know that the imposters can go in the vent. And so oh, I know. in front of about like <laughs> seven other people, you just see her disappear into a vent and then come back out. And then we instantly call a meeting. All right, Monique. Ah, like, oh, I couldn't say anything. I think I said like no. Well, <laughs> you know, talking about the vent, you think if you are the crew, that's what you're looking for. You're looking for people to pop out the vent and then you just report them. The problem is that if they see you seeing them pop out the vent, you're a dead duck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to just <laughs> pop you right in the face. So, yeah. Oh, it's. Okay. Good game. Yeah, uh, Dean, can we erase that from the transcript? <laughs> yeah, I know there's a lot going on here that we probably don't, don't want to publish. The cafeteria is wide open with harder to murder people. <laughs> That's Among Us from Inner Sloth, a game I never heard of until a couple of weeks ago when we started hearing about it on podcasts. And now, oh man, so much fun. One last game to talk about. BJ from More Game Gumball. I've got my guests here, Monique and Naveen. From before you play, and I want to talk about a game that Jay Bell and I got to play. Social distance across a big giant table with with masks on, uh, but we got to play, and we had a good time. I'm going to let Jay in the chat tell you about the score because I don't want you know I don't feel the need to talk about what the score was. But it's a game called Who Gods by the people that did Rap Gods as Board Game Brothers. Uh, they grew up right here in New Orleans, started down the road from us a couple hours away. Uh, Omar, Omar lives uh, further away now, but Hamu, who did all the artwork in this game, still lives in, uh, in New Orleans. And uh, yeah, Jay says, clearly, I, I kind of like this game. Such a good game. Who got, have you guys played either that or Rap Gods or are familiar with either one of them? We, we are familiar with both, but I'm the only one who's played. I actually played it once this week. What's the time? Was, was, oh, was, was, yeah. right, tell us about your play. I played it on, uh, I think it was Tabletopia with it's on Tabletopia. Eric. Uh, and so it was a little bit more difficult, right, for us to try to, like, figure out how everything worked uh, on the online um, platform. But it's interesting because the, the whole premise is, like, it's, it's a two-player-only game, and it's street basketball, so there's no, like, fouls, and you can play dirty, I guess. Oh, fouls? Dunking on people's heads! Yeah, Man. you just got to go for it. That's so NBA Jam. Is it? Yeah, okay. or... I forgot the name of that game. NBA Jam. NBA Jam? Oh, totally it? NBA okay. Jam. Yeah. So it's NBA Jam. It's three on three. It's super fast action. It's laying everything out. Yes, it's three on three. You're trying to get seven points. That is the ultimate goal. And But there's a lot of seven? like dice rolling. Seven points, you say. So you're trying to get seven points. Jay, did you hear that? You're trying to get seven <laughs> points. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Monique. <laughs> no, no problem. And the thing that I found... Oh. <laughs> oh. 7-0. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it is very thematic. I do agree with that. It it has a really interesting uh, kind of like an action power up mechanic where everything that you do on your turn is is uh, by juice. Like you have juice and you have to spend juice in order to take actions. And the actions that you're taking are, are moving or playing cards from your hand. And the cards are stuff like shooting, dunking, or stealing the ball. And then your opponent has an opportunity to defend with the same cards as well. But everything is juice. Once, once your juice has been used up, it, there's this bar that kind of shows right. up where right. a section of it is like your available juice. A section of it is like the amount of juice that you can't use. So it's a currency. Mm-hmm. It's a currency in the game that you're trying to kind of figure out how to give yourself more actions on your turn so that you can go and score points. Gotcha. But um, One of the smooth things in this game also that, uh, that Omari put in is that 
when you're running out of juice, it's a little bit of a cooling off period. It's going to come down to the end of your turn, and then you got to start sliding those back over. So for a while, you're going to be low on juice, which really means you're just playing defense barely if you can, not moving around much. But if you take that chance and you spin all your juice, you get into the red zone. And when that happens, you get one of the – oh, Jay, help me out. It's, the goat. Um, you get a goat. The goat, the greatest of all time cards. You get these – and they all have crazy powers. So it's so much fun to tie one of those goat cards in the middle when your opponent thinks, oh, he's out of juice, he doesn't have a move, and you slap down a spin move or something else, and, and you make this crazy play to shoot a three or to dunk. And I, I, I'm, I am so impressed with this game. I, I didn't think that a two-player – uh, you know, I thought it would be a little bit more like strategy. No, there is a lot of strategy in it, but what it what it captures is somehow the excitement of street ball and going up and down the court. I, I'm just that 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 cool down mechanic that you're talking about using juice. It actually most games like Funkoverse, which I love, have the cool down mechanic and it and it feels like it slows things down. This is the opposite. It's like I'm going all out, then I rest. Then you're going all out, and then just like in a, in a real game of street ball, where you, where both sides are taking it back and forth. Yeah, Jay says it's going to be different. He's been practicing. Oh, uh, Dang it, it's online, <laughs> so Jay can practice. Oh, this is going to be good. Are, are either one of you basketball fans? I am. I'm a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't follow in, in, This is about as close to NBA Jam as as as, okay. as, as you can think. Now, I, I haven't played NBA Jam in years, but boy, we used to dunk all the time in that game, and and each one of the players is unique. Now, I mean, you're going to start out the game by drafting each a different player, and you're going to want to mix it up. You're going to want to have your guard. You're going to want to have your forward. You're going to have, you want to have your center. And each, But each one of those, out of all those players, they all play differently. And if you're, trying to, if you're trying to dunk with a smaller player or you're trying to do a steal with a larger player, it's going to be disadvantages or advantages. Now, the one thing that Jay and I did play yeah, that's right. That's right. Greatest of all time, Drew Brees. That's right. The, but, but it's got that speed rolling. And that if there's one issue I have in the game, and it's and it's I, I, it's not an issue. It's just that I'm terrible at speed rolling. You know, I would be I beat Jay a lot of times just because on the very first roll, it came out what I needed, right? Yeah. Because when it gets to games like Steam Park or, or or Escape, I just you know I'm just terrible at that you know, rolling faster than other people and recognize them. So, but you can, from what I understand, play a friendly version where each person rolls and each person rolls. So a la bottom of the ninth, you can play kind of a friendlier version. Monique, yeah. which is the, which way is the way you play the speed rolling version or y'all? So we played the, because it was online. We couldn't, it didn't have a way for us to kind of just like keep rolling. It was, it had been really difficult. So we played it the other way and we, we I would probably suggest doing the speed rolling just okay. because the luck factor is just way too strong in the way that we played. Um, but as a speed roller, that would probably be really fun. <laughs> and, I, and I think the speed – the reason I did play it this way, that Jay and I played with it, is like Steam Park, it creates that sense of urgency while you're playing. And you're going to lose some, you know, but, but hopefully the next time you load up on dice, have four or five, two more than the other player, and, and you can win them. So, you know, it's going to be back and forth like that. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll tell you. I, yeah. really, I really like this uh, Who Gods. It's going to be out on Kickstarter uh, in October – Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for that board game brothers. And I'm so impressed. This is a very smooth design and it's got really fantastic art from. Yeah, from it does. It has like that. Like, oh, it's really cool. And uh, the, the players are interesting. Cause like he was mentioning, you can choose like a smaller medium or larger size player. And depending on what size you choose, the hand of cards that you have will give you either benefits or disadvantages. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, if you are dunking with a larger player, you get an extra die. Or 
Uh, or if you're doing it with like a smaller player, you have to spend an extra juice. That makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, that part of the game is really interesting. Like the characters. And I actually like the standees. I, I in the tabletop version, I think it's more like. Um, I think they're just like little tokens or something like this, but mm-hmm. the standees actually look really cool. They match the cart, the art on the card, and I, I'm just a fan of the way they 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 handled this game. It's it's really smooth. This this for me is a it's a must back. It's an insta back for me. And all I have is a prototype, so we're playing a pretty advanced prototype with it, uh, Jay and I. But I really enjoyed it. Jay. What is this? I'm trying to figure that out. Can anybody tell me what the score is on Jay's side? What, what is that? <laughs> Dang, Jay, that looks like a zero over there, man. Oh, man. Yeah, I need to get rid of this picture, but it just seems to be stuck on my screen, Jay. What is going on here? No, hey, Sean brings up a good point. Uh, I haven't told Hamu this, but any fast-acting game, soccer, lacrosse, hockey, this could translate well. I'm telling you, this is a really cool system. Yeah. Really cool system. So that is Hoop Gods from Board Game Brothers coming out on Kickstarter pretty soon got to check that out yeah Oop, i pressed the wrong button there hold on steve <laughs> sorry about that oh all right bj more game gumbo got steve and verla back here and monique and naveen from before you play and hey chat crew this is a board game show you know what that means right mm-hmm. we got to play a board game <laughs> Steve's got a game for us to play tonight, and we were talking about it before. You guys had a choice to make, though. What choice did y'all make? Steve, give us a quick hit on the rules. Sure. We're going to play the RV game, uh, which is, uh, as BJ is fond of pointing out, his uh, Louisiana way of saying uh, a hankering to play something or a jonesing to play something. So we gave you guys a choice that you could either have one game each or you could settle on one together that will be your super secret game, and we're going to try to guess it. Did you go one or two? We want one. One, one, one. game. You're united. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So what's going to end up happening is we'll kick around. Verla, uh, BJ, and I will kick out some some questions. We'll be paying attention to the chat crew also. They'll ask some questions, and we'll, we'll ask them on their behalf. And it'll be a race to see who can figure out what game you're thinking about or if you can, you know, um, <laughs> we're talking about basketball, if you can play four corners and, and keep it away from us for the entire time. <laughs> little Princeton ball. So, Monique and Naveen, what word do y'all use on the West Coast? Is it Jones and Hankering? Or do y'all use Envy? Is that is that the word y'all use traditionally in California? <laughs> you never know, Steve. Somebody's going to say yes. Yeah, you do know. Right? Depends on what part. No, if I keep asking, odds are somebody's going to say yes at some point. I think craving, people say works. Craving. What's yeah. that? Craving? craving? Okay, good. Craving. Yeah. I'm craving. All right, so Envy. A craving for a game. It doesn't matter if you own it or not. Just if you, mm-hmm. if you guys could fit the show, what game is it going to be? Don't yep. tell us. Yep. We'll try to guess. Okay. So I'm going to ask the traditional first question, and then we'll see. Chad Crew, here's your chance. Is it a competitive or cooperative game? And I'm going to guess it's competitive. Yes, it is competitive. Yes. <laughs> All right, Verla, what you got? Does it play more than two players? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Would you say it's a recent release in the last, say, five years? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. So mm. far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> Dean is asking if it's a filler. No. 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 And Link's eyes went real wide at that one, <laughs> like we're thinking heavy. Is it a is it a Euro style game? No. No. Hmm. Uh oh! I already had a guess, and it's out the window. <laughs> so not a Euro style game, not a strategy game. Okay. Hmm. Is it an award winning game? 
Good question. Mm, uh, I don't well, know. We need to hear I some clickety click. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe we should be. Look it up. I I want to say no. I'm thinking no. I want to say no as well. Okay. Is it a legacy game? No. No. No, no, not a legacy game. Would you say it's a? Uh, does it, is it a game that plays cards? Yes. yes. So there cards. are cards in the game. There are cards. there are cards in the game. Okay. Is okay. it a simple game where you just play a card and draw a card, play a card and draw a card? Um. No. 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 Dang it. Dang. My guess is out the window. <laughs> I thought for sure I knew what game you were going to think. If there are dice in the game as well. No. No. Oh, sorry. Wrong one. Dice. No dice in the game? Okay. Dice cards. Dean says, is it super thematic? Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. Is it mostly cards or is is there a board as well? An actual board? Combination of the two, but mostly cards. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And y'all love card games, that's for sure. So I'm totally for mostly cards. Are you laying those cards in a tableau of some sort in front of you, or are you playing them in, in actions? Um I think a little bit of both. There's a little uh, mix of both here. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yes. Yeah. Jay wants to know if it's got a space theme. Space theme? No. 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 Mm-hmm. Jesse wants to know if it's got miniatures. Yes. Technically, yes. Technically. Technically. Dean, that might kill yours. He, he wants to know if it's Clank. It is not no. Clank. No. Yeah, no. Okay. It's got meeples, but not miniatures. Nick wants to know, this. well, this was my guess, was it a Lacerda game? It's not. No. Yeah. See, I was <laughs> thinking Lisboa. I was like, like oh, when he's, when he's <laughs> going to go Lisboa. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dang it. So y'all double-crossed me is what happened. You were thinking, <laughs> exactly. is this the game that I was okay. thinking so of? Let me do a is little recap here. It's a competitive <laughs> game. Last five years, mostly cards, but there is a board. There aren't dice. We don't think it's an award winner. Super thematic, not a filler. There are miniatures. We don't know a publisher. There are miniatures? They said there technically are, right? Yeah, I wouldn't run with that. But maybe if you're saying figures of some sort that you're, yes, yes, you're yes, putting yes, on the board. Of some sort. Okay. We don't and know publisher sure. or theme yet, but we know thematic. Did yes. I miss anything Steve, here? We're not sure if it's an award winner. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so Steve, it's it's miniatures sort of like I'm the number one Facebook live show. Sort yeah. of sort of that. You know, that <laughs> so <laughs> Bruges. I don't no, think no, it's Bruges. No, not Bruges. Oh, that is a good game. And Definitely not Munchkins, right? Yeah, not much. Patrick, no, not Munchkins. I like Jay trying to get at what the theme was. It wasn't space, but if it's super thematic, if we can narrow down what the theme is, I think that's going to help us. Would you say it's kind of a, is it an uh, an economic game? Yeah, is there money in the game? No. Oh, well. There is currency in the game. There is currency in the game, but I wouldn't call it an economic game. Mr. Sean wants to know if it's got an Asian theme. Nope. Mm. You know, Steve and Verla, we probably should try to think of some designers here. Maybe yeah, Mary and Mary. Is it, is it, is, go ahead. Oh, no, no, you got it. I was going to say, is, is it an American designer? Yeah. I see this. Oh, yeah. I believe so. Is it a fantasy theme? Technically? Yes, yes technically. Yes. If it's fantasy yeah. realms, I'm going to shoot you, Navi, because you said you don't like fantasy realms. I did my homework. I would never agree to fantasy realms. Okay, good, good. 
it is not a Grickla. not a Grickla. Yeah, Nick, not a not a Grickla. Yeah. Oh yes, Mr. Sean was thinking something. What, Sean, Mr. Sean? I'm curious. What were you thinking? What would what would it have been? All right, so so an American designer with a miniatures miniature ish game in the last five years still in print. Oh yes, yep, yep, yep. definitely. Was it on Kickstarter at all? You beat me to it. Good question. I don't think it was kickstarted. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Animals in the game? Yes, technically. 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 Yes, technically. technically. There's a lot of technically. <laughs> yeah. When you find out what it is, you're like, ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> have, have we got a theme? It's fantasy is the theme? Fantasy, technically. Or technically. <laughs> <laughs> is it in the PTG top 100? Good question. Uh, I'm going to find out. It, uh, no. 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 Are we talking Shadows and shadows of uh, Brimstone? No. Wouldn't be that. That's got miniatures all over the place. So, yeah. I could be that. Um, you said American designer. American designer whose name most gamers would recognize? Ooh. That's a good question. Most gamers? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, yeah, Matai. Yeah, Hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. No. no not oh, now you know that's a West Coast designer, Cry Havoc, Gr- uh, Grant Rodiak's game. Oh, I didn't realize that was his game. No, a lot of people may mm-hmm. recognize the designer. Okay. I think about it, okay. but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's a household name or anything. So not a big name like a Rob Davio or a, or a Eric uh, Lang or something like that. Like, I think it is, but I'm not sure. To like the hardcore board gaming community, probably. Yes. To people who are just getting into the hobby, maybe not. Probably not not like Rob Dav- Davio. That's yeah. a good not like Eric Lay. Yeah. Okay. And and Eric's a Canadian, but uh, Nick says Shadows of Camelot. No. no. Those are French designers and an amazing game. But uh, great, great guess, though, Nick. Should we get any more mechanics, you think? Would that help? Yeah. Early, you got something on that? Oh, uh, social deduction. There, there's no traitor or hidden traitor in it there. No. No, no. no. I was going to ask, among us. are there any expansions for this game? Yes. Yes. Yes, there are. Wow. Didn't hit Kickstarter, but it's had a lot of expansions since then. You know, we don't know what the game does, though. No. That's not Do true. We? we don't know what the game does. Well, they said that there are miniatures. Is this a it's worker placement of some sort? Technically, yes. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I would necessarily categorize it as worker placement. You're hmm. putting things out, but you're not necessarily getting powers from where you're placing. It's technically not a worker placement game. Does that I help, Steve? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, I guess yeah. it kind of it is. Kind of is. I guess it kind yeah. of is. Oh, good question. Is it mythical good creatures? Question. Is that why Naveen was hesitating? It's mythical. Technically, I don't like. Well, the term mythical kind of like reminds me of like myths and legends. I would Mm -hmm. say that they're more just like fantasy. They're they're fictional characters, fictional animals. Fictional animals. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Animals, fantasy fantasy cards, American designer, last five years, (laughs) card card play primarily. Cthulhu fantasy, Cthulhu type uh, horror. No. No. Mm Oh, Sean says, Mr. Sean says root. Oh, no, no. I can see that. It's a good guess. Yeah, so, that's yeah. a fantastic no. guess, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. Not quite miniatures. They're more like meeples, but they're not really because they look like little, you know, they've got the painted uh, faces on there. 
Interesting. I feel like we're missing uh, an obvious question here. Is it is it area control? Is that the main mechanic? No. 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 no not area control. What about deck building? No. No, no deck no, building. Jesse wants to know Lords of Waterdeep. That's mm, definitely no. worker placement. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that. definitely worker placement. Right. Yeah, this has... Is it that one-hour wonder 60-minute game, or is it a much longer game? I would say it's like a 60-minute yeah. game, depending on the number of players. Single-designer? Single-designer. Are, in other words, are they available? Are they taken? Are they married? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what you're talking about, right? No, Stephen. Yeah, not what no. I'm looking for, BJ. So, solo you. design, like by himself, by no. by themselves. Yeah. No. Swipe in the other Mul- direction, BJ. Multiple, di- multiple. <laughs> yeah, question. Nick. She she said um, technically work. No, not technically worker placement. No, there it is. There is technically. More like an action selection type thing? Yes, I would say it would, it's a mix between the two. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, a blending of the two. Yes. Hmm. Wow. I was, yeah. Dean, I was thinking the same thing with Bunny Kingdom, but I think there's a bigger board than cards in that. Bunny Kingdom? Mm-mm. Yeah. yeah. Good guess, yeah. though. Can more than four people play it? Yes. Are the players' avatars the animals? They can be, I think. Yeah. They no, can be. They can be. Yeah, they can be. They can be. Wow. <sighs> Orléans? No. No. Orléans. No. 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 Good try, though, Joel. Man, this is a tough one. I'll tell you, this is a tough one. So one more recap, and then I think, Steve, we're going to have to call it. Yeah, okay. So recap, in the recap. Last five years, not kickstart. Um, we don't think it's an award winner. Fantasy theme, technically. Animals, technically. Worker, technically. Uh, there is a board, but it's more cards uh, that, that, that dictate gameplay. Uh, American designer that we probably recognize the name of, uh, a, a sole designer on the game. Um, am I missing any other big things? A fantasy, technically, theme? Everdell yes. bringing up. That's what I was just going to say. No, not, not Everdell. No. Mm. Do you want a, a big hit? Oh, it's not good critters. Yeah, not good critters. Um, and you said there was, there was money in it, but it wasn't economics, so not Raccoon Tycoon. Yeah, yeah, not right. That, that either. Those are uh, you, got, you got a hint for us? Yeah, so it's a uh, design team. Oh, is this the flat out team? Mm-mm. No, not flat out team. Design team. Is like, it Prosper wait, Hall? It's Prosper are we talking Hall. about Funkoverse? It's, Hall. it's not Funkoverse, but it's Prosper Hall. Are you a Disney Villainous fan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it, it, it fits all the things they yeah. said. Mythical creatures. There's a board. There is a board, but it's uh, really card-based. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Villainous. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that you guys were fans of Disney Villains. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was so clever that you answered that question. Just technically correct. Single designer. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Technically a worker placement game, but really more action selection. But I mean, you know, 
Yeah, but, yeah. but not really worker placement. You, even though you're moving your workers, mm. no, you're not blocking people, other people from slots. Yes. But then again, right. you're limited to the action that you select with your workers. So, yeah, yeah well, tough question. So, nice. I feel this like, is I feel a, like just like you're supposed to do your research on the guests, BJ. They did a little research on you and came with Disney. I think so. <laughs> oh. I think they did. Is the old switcheroo. I have, yeah. I've heard of Walt Disney. Is, is he like a famous person or something like that? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, Walter. To Walter. people who don't know him. Elias. Walter Elias. Yeah. E. Brother Eve. You, Uncle Eve. You know him. You know him well. You st- I, I can't believe we got stumped that long with Disney well Bills, which we talk yeah. about almost every week on the show. Chat crew, you're all fired. All of you. <laughs> You obviously have never seen the show before. We should have gotten that one before. That was that was fun. I, Good I, job. I, I was, Steve. I was really stumped on that one. Uh, yeah, the big hint was what was the difference maker. Yeah. yeah. Dean says yeah. villainous is fun times. I will call shenanigans on that. I <laughs> love Disney villains. I own everything for Disney. I own all of it. But I don't like playing it more than three people. Yeah. No. Really yep. Yeah. Three. You don't want to play it with eight like I did twice. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my tell god. Tell us tell us the story, Verla. What happened? Oh, I mean, that's goodness. just crazy. It it was just crazy. It was long. People were learning. Um, people were getting distracted. It was kind of chaotic and I wouldn't recommend it. How long was it? <sighs> Three days? Three days. <laughs> Six, maybe. Oh my goodness. They all started to blur together. It kind of felt like 2020. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna have to Steve, we're gonna have to get Dean back on the show and have a Disney off. Agreed. I feel I feel go. like he's a worthy opponent. But I think we also need John to sing along and, and narrate as Dean is is the guest at the same I time. I feel like Dean might be go. a worthy opponent. Yeah. He named his son Elias after Walter Elias uh, Disney. Cool. Very nice. nice. Are both of you Disney fans? We are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we live so close to Disneyland also. It's not open. I have, but I have been to uh to Disneyland just once, but uh, I really enjoyed my trip. Yeah, yep. I was there for the 50th anniversary. Oh, cool! Oh, nice. that's fairly recent. I think right? they, the recent one was 75. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. So this was uh, 2005. Yeah, because and you know we all know the opening of of yeah. Disneyland in California because you know July 17th, which just also happens to be my wife's birthday, and I. <laughs> Always a reminder that it's easy to remember my wife's birthday because it's the opening of Disneyland, right? I mean, that's something everybody yeah. should remember. You're, you're, deter- you're determined to hurt yourself. Determined to hurt yourself. <laughs> She's never watched the show. She has no idea about this joke. Oh my God. Yeah, so Dean says he'll come on, but not for John to sing. So uh, I don't blame him for that. <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun. That is the uh, the Ombi game. Uh, I, I'll sort of take the win on that one, although that was a pretty big hint. I think really Monique and Avi won. Yeah. You guys did your homework. I was absolutely con- convinced it was going to be Liz Ball. Oh, I, really oh, I know. We had to stay away. Yeah, we wanted to stay away from the obvious. Yeah. All right. So oh. Christian's just getting here. I think we should start the show over. Sure. We can take it right from the top. You ready to hit start now, BJ? <laughs> Give him a recap. <laughs> Quick, quick recap. Uh, we did a lot of games, Christian. You're just going to have to watch it on YouTube. Sorry about that. Well, all right, board gamers, that's it for another episode of Gumbo Live. That was the Envy game sponsored by Game Toppers LLC. They sponsored the Southern Board Game Fest. Uh, Berkey is a fantastic sponsor of our little local fest, which raises funds for our New Hope Foundation. And uh, make sure you make all your game nights a showstopper, Monique and Avin. When you play on a game topper. Oh, so, wow. hey, how can people reach you if they have never heard of you or want to catch your channel or catch some of the videos that y'all have been doing? How can they reach you? 
we are at uh, YouTube or Instagram.com slash Before You Play. And uh, I myself am on Twitter. Naveen doesn't really do social media. Not that much. So on Twitter, I don't blame you. Play, underscore. There's an underscore in that. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. I, I actually do not blame you. So uh, make sure to like our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash BoardGameGumbo. And our YouTube channel, it helps us to get the word out about all of our upcoming shows, including next week we've got Tim Burning from Thunderworks Games. We're going to be talking about role-player adventures, if you haven't played that before. A fantastic game. I am BJ from Board Game Gumbo, Monique and Naveen. And until next time, laissez le bon temps rouler. Thanks for listening. Gumbo Live is produced by BJ Rosa and the name father Steve O'Rourke, with editing by Sean Jones. You can find more Board Game Gumbo content by checking out our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter feed at Board Game Gumbo. Or visit the Board Game Gumbo blog at BoardGameGumbo.com. Do you like an Imperial Stout with your favorite heavy hero? How about a New England IPA with the latest thematic treasure? I'm Jake. And I'm Danielle. And Draft Mechanic is the podcast about board games, craft beer, and anything we can do to tie the two together. We've got reviews of hobby board games, the 411 on craft beer styles, news, and history, and every episode we put a different game on tap so you know exactly what brews to reach for when you pull it off the shelf. So sit back, relax, grab a pint, and we'll see you back here every other Monday and at draftmechanic.net for another round.